My mother told me to always wear clean underwear because you never know when you're going to have to go to the hospital. Now, fortunately, I never had to test out that theory. I'm sure that's not the only reason to wear clean underwear, but her point's well taken. People will notice things about you sometimes that you may wish they hadn't noticed. But there's a good side to that reality. People notice good things in your life also. Often when you're not aware, sometimes they might tell you, but most of the time they won't. And yet the impact of how you live your life can be profound when you are living your life according to God's command. In the story we're going to read this morning, Boaz noticed the faith he saw lived out in the life of Ruth. He recognized her commitment to God and it had a profound impact on him, an impact that would be felt by Ruth, and in fact, as we'll learn next week, an impact that we feel even right here this morning. We're going to pick up the story in Ruth chapter 2, verse 11. This is Boaz talking to Ruth, describing to her the impact that her faith in God has had on his life. Here's what he said. Verse 11, Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and your mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. This morning, I want to encourage you to live a life that will be noticed. Our faith ought to be revealed in the way that we live. Now, let me be very clear about something right off the bat. We are not saved by the things we do. We are saved through the grace of Jesus Christ. There's nothing we could ever do to earn our salvation. Jesus has already done everything that needs to be done. He paid the price through his sacrifice on the cross. He proved his power to save through his resurrection. We are saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man to boast. The Bible is very, very specific about that. But there's another verse in that very familiar passage that I just quoted from Ephesians chapter 2. In fact, it's the very next verse that tells us we're not saved by our works, but we are saved to work. Here's what the Bible says in verse 10. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We're not saved by our works, but we are saved to do good works. Ruth recognized that principle hundreds of years before Paul would write it down. Her faith was not just a title that she wore. It was not just a card that she signed. It was not simply a belief that she claimed. Her faith had a very real impact on the way she lived. And people noticed. 
Now let's recount the story to this point. You'll remember Ruth had married one of the sons of Naomi while living in Ruth's homeland of Moab. Naomi's husband and then both of her sons had died, leaving Naomi and Ruth as widows. Naomi had encouraged Ruth to stay in her homeland with her family. That was about the only recourse that a widow had in the Old Testament days. But Ruth refused. She decided to stay with Naomi to care for her and to go with her back to Israel. But even more, as we saw last week, Ruth declared that the faith she had seen in Naomi would now be her faith. That the God Naomi worshipped would now be the God she worshipped. She chose to commit her life fully, 100%, to the one true God. Now that's where we left the story last week. Her continuing story shows the validity of that faith. When they returned back to Israel, life was very difficult for Naomi and Ruth. Just the very basics of having a place to live and even food to eat were a tremendous struggle. They were fully dependent on the generosity of others to get by. Naomi had a relative by marriage, a man by the name of Boaz, who owned several grain fields. And according to the law of the day, it's found in Leviticus chapter 19 and also in Deuteronomy chapter 24, Those who owned grain fields, when they would harvest their grain, they were not to be overly careful when they were gathering the grain. In fact, whatever grain fell to the ground as they were gathering it into their sacks, they were to leave that grain on the ground for those who were in poverty in the area to come through afterwards to pick up. And Ruth took the initiative to go to the field of Boaz and do exactly that, to gather the grain that had been dropped So that she and Naomi would have even a little to eat. Now that would be difficult enough to go to a field and admit your poverty, admit your need, and admit that you were totally dependent on the generosity of someone else to to drop a little bit of grain on the ground so that you could survive. That would be hard enough. But it was even harder for Ruth because she was not of the nation of Israel. She was an outsider, a foreigner from a nation that was not always on good terms with the nation of Israel. And so for her to go and admit her need and admit that she was dependent on the generosity of someone else and the fact that she was not from the nation of Israel, that she was a foreigner, that she was somebody that they didn't really like all that much, it made it tremendously difficult for her to do. But she knew about the Scripture. She knew how God had promised to provide for those who were in poverty through this law that had been given. And so she trusted God and went to the field of Boaz. And the story about her life began to have an impact because some people started to notice One of them was Boaz. He had come to check on how things were going on with the harvest. And he looked out and he he saw this woman that he didn't recognize out gathering behind the, the workers. And he asked his foreman, who is this woman? And the foreman explained to Boaz who she was, that she was uh, the widow of Naomi's son, that she had come to the field to gather grain so she could support Naomi. Boaz was impressed. 
so impressed that he instructed his workers to treat her kindly, to take care of her, to make sure that she had enough water and food for that day, to even give them some of the food and water he'd supplied for them, and then even to drop a little bit extra along the way so that she would have plenty. Now, as we just read a moment ago in verse 12, all of that stemmed from what Boaz came to know about the faith Ruth was now living. It made an impact. And you can make that very same impact in your life. There was a deacon at the church where I grew up. Every Sunday morning when when my family got to church, he would tell me hello and he would call my name. Now, that sounds like a really small thing, but I was a pretty small guy. And when I was, you know, six, seven years old, I was just really impressed that this big leader of the church knew me. It was powerful that that he took a moment to, to recognize me out of everybody else in the church. He welcomed me. We can have a profound impact on folks around us just by recognizing they exist, (laughs) by calling them by name. In this passage of Scripture, Ruth is not doing something spiritual or religious, not that there's anything wrong with doing those things. In fact, they're very important to do. But what she's doing is is simply trusting God to to help supply the need for herself and for her mother-in-law. And that simple trust, that willingness to act on that trust, in this case to go to a field and glean some grain, it had a profound impact on the people who saw it. The foreman working in the field. And eventually Boaz saw Ruth's action and realized the faith that was behind those actions. Folks, we need to show the world what we believe. Now, we need to tell them, don't get me wrong, if we just show them and don't tell them why we're doing it, they'll never figure it out. So we need to tell them as well, tell them about the Lord, tell them what He's done in our life. But if we don't show them, if they don't see the grace of Christ in the things that we do, they won't understand the grace of Christ that we try to tell them. That's true in your family. The single greatest thing you can do in your family to strengthen your family, besides following the Lord and trusting Him yourself, is to live out that faith so that your family can see it. Let your children see you reading the Scripture. Let your spouse see you praying to the Lord. In fact, pray with your spouse. Spend time allowing your family to see your faith lived out in what you do. That will have a profound impact on them. An impact not just for the day. It will be an impact that will last the rest of their life. That's true for the rest of the world too. Let the world see your faith through what you do. Now that means the obvious thing of avoiding sin and and seeking forgiveness when you do falter along the way. But it's not just a negative thing. This is so much more positive. We need to actively look for ways to demonstrate our faith to the world. And when we do, an amazing thing will happen. 
You see, as we live out our faith, God will prove the validity of our faith. Boaz was not just impressed by Ruth's faith. He prays for God to bless her. Again, there in verse 12, he says, May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you come to take refuge. Now, in the rest of the story that we're going to look at over the next couple of weeks, we'll see that Boaz himself becomes a part of answering that very prayer. But that's getting ahead of things. Today realizes that that God blessed Ruth's faithfulness. She gleans enough for her and for her mother-in-law in part because God begins working in Boaz's life and tells his men to drop a little extra along the way. And it doesn't stop there. Come back next week and find out the rest of the story. You're familiar with this story of Ruth, many of you. Uh, This is not just a story of love and, and of commitment. It certainly is that. But Ruth and Boaz become a part of a much bigger story. A story that culminates in what we're doing right here this morning. So come back next week and find out what that is. But for today, realize the significant sequence of events in this story. Ruth determines to be faithful, determines to follow God and to live out that faith. And then God proves the validity of that faith. I've heard this comment too many times in this church and in others for it not to be a reality. I hear this over and over and over again. People who take the step of faith to begin tithing, they find God to be faithful. Now, we know the Bible teaches tithing to give 10% of whatever God gives us. So we give it back to Him as a, a recognition of, of all the wonderful things that God has done of His blessings. We know the Bible teaches that. We know we're supposed to tithe. But sometimes we decide we just don't quite have enough money to tithe. And so we don't. And then the next month... We still don't quite have enough money, so we don't do it. And then the next month, same thing. We still don't quite have enough, so we don't do it. And soon that becomes a repeating reality in our life. But over and over again, I've heard people give testimony to the way when they decided to stop that cycle and decide to say, okay, I'm just going to trust God. God has told me to do this. This is what he says in his word. So I'm going to trust him. I'm going to give him 10% of whatever he gives me. And when they made that decision to trust God and to tithe, God provided for their need. And in fact, God blessed them in ways they never expected. Now, don't misunderstand what the Bible is teaching. This is not a pay for pray. This is not manipulating God into giving you something. You know, you put a little something in the offering plate and he spits out a blessing on you. During the, that's, not, that's not what this is all about. But Ruth has has stumbled on something here. Her simple act of faith, providing for Naomi through the way the Scripture had taught her to do, trusting God, as she does so, God is faithful. We're going to find the very same thing. The problem is we think that won't be true for us. 
We think that kind of thing just happens in the Bible days. It doesn't happen today. We think, if I trust God and refuse to cheat at my job, I'm going to get behind. Everybody else is cheating. They're all doing it. They're all going to get way ahead of me. i got to do it too. That's the way we think. Or we think, you know, if I trust God and I don't attend those parties that I really know I'm not supposed to be going to anyway, then I'm going to lose my friends. They're going to reject me. That's the way we think. Or we think, you know, if I trust God and tithe, I'm going to go broke. (laughs) That's what we think. Folks, I don't understand a lot of things in the Bible. But I do know this. There is not a single time in the Scripture that someone trusted God that they did not find God to be faithful. Now, they faced difficulties. They faced hardships. Sometimes they even faced death itself. But none of them, not a single one in the Scripture, not a one of them ever regretted it. Far from it. They found God to be faithful. And to their dying breath, they gave praise to Him for His faithfulness. And Folks, if you trust God, you will too. We'll see next week how God was faithful in Ruth's life beyond her wildest dreams. I can't wait to see how God is going to be faithful in your life. Heavenly Father, this is a difficult reality for us to get a hold of because it just goes against what we think. We live in a world where we can't see tomorrow, and that scares us. And so it's very hard for us to trust. It's hard for us to take those steps of faith. Lord, convince us. (laughs) Just help us to see if we will trust you, if we will simply live our life according to your command. You will be faithful. God, you were faithful in the biblical days. You've given us your word to help us see that. But that didn't just happen in the Bible days. That happens right here, right now today. Thank you for so many people throughout this congregation that have given me testimony of this exact truth. That as they've been faithful to you, you've been faithful to them. God, help us all understand that. That as we follow your command, you will be faithful. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.